Hello, everyone. Back again. Sorry for the delay. A few uh, technical difficulties, but we're moving forward. Um, this is going to be a quick session with Heather Guerrero and Mozzie. Um, sorry, Mozzie, I'm not going to say your list. Oh, you're fine. No, I will butcher it. <laughs> um, talking about more than outcomes levels, I'm going to turn it right over to you, bring up the slides, and you can go. Great. Hi, everyone, and thanks, Heather, for uh, for including me on this conversation. I think really what we wanted to do is have a conversation about what else is in the Moore's article and when you reached out to me about um, that the Moore's article has has elements of other things beyond just the levels of outcomes. Uh, I, I read through it again actually myself and a little interesting note uh, and this is I think the emphasis of our conversation this morning is that Moore's uses the word outcomes 42 times in the entire article but uses the word feedback 43 times. So it must be just as important to talk about feedback this morning. And I think what we wanted to do is have a conversation about how important feedback is, how it's incorporated um, into medical education, and, and currently what some of the other forms of feedback are. So what I wanted to do this morning is maybe give you a, a couple of uh, <clears throat> elements of feedback, and then uh, you can kind of tell me what you think about this. But Essentially, if, if we kind of look at what feedback is, it is the consequence of performance. So it's information about one's performance or understanding of a topic. And there are many, many forms of this type of feedback. There's motivational feedback, there's developmental feedback, evaluative feedback, so how, how, to, how to improve, uh, what to improve, and then make, making people feel good about the improvement uh, uh, about that. And it takes a lot of different forms of, of uh, feedback, too. So it could be specific, it could be general, immediate, delayed, positive, negative, reinforcing, uh, reinforcing or corrective. Uh, and we see a lot of these elements in CME already, but I don't think we typically call these out. Um, and, and, and I'll just give you a couple of examples, and I want to hear kind of from you, Heather, about what you think. But you know, when we look at PICME, for example, as a model, uh, we see, you know, stage A and stage C, and part of stage A is to actually uh, self-assess uh, your own needs through either chart audits, etc., and then benchmark yourself among other peers or national benchmarks that exist. Uh, the, same, the same is true for some of the transparency reporting programs that are under the Affordable Care Act, where individuals are actually providing their data out there and receiving feedback about where their gaps are in care. So that was just, you know, some of the thoughts that, that I at least had or some of the elements of feedback that I've seen in medical education. want to kind of hear from you, Heather, if, if you see any different or in reading the Moore's article than I did. Uh, I think you did a good overview of those. Uh, certainly, uh, <clears throat> some of the best feedback I've seen in programs I've supported has been in QI or PI, CME. And um, I think the important thing is really, as planners of CME or people evaluating CME programs, that it's, it, it can't just be kind of a, a last-minute thought and, and something that you just tag on to it. I mean, I think it really has to be something that is part of the development process mm -hmm. for the CME program. And uh, uh, actually, I won't go into any greater depth of that because Shitra did a great presentation yesterday and talked about sort of how you become more of a uh, culture that uh, 
is permeated with feedback. So um, that just gets part of your CME planning and part of what is done. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Yeah, and I've seen feedback in other elements too, uh, beyond just PI and QI. So you know, folks who typically use ARS systems, for example, are collecting mm -hmm. information, but uh, maybe being able to use that tool as a way to provide feedback to the audience in a very general way uh, could be a, a very useful useful mechanism. Uh, I've seen people do it on the back end. So when you're collecting your outcomes, and then you know, for those who have responded, typically, uh, you know, they want to know, they want to have some feedback about, well, how did I do, and how did my other peers do? So I think including it as part of the evaluation is another good way to to include it. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we'll talk about some more practical sort of ways that you could do feedback. It doesn't always have to be super complicated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have yet to see it, but I think it would work well. I've done it myself in, in other kinds of trainings uh, where you turn to your table and give some, uh, uh, maybe the CME is on H HCV screening and you're, you know, the people at the table give kind of a spiel of how they would get um everyone get their patient on board with a screening and then the table can just provide some quick feedback so feedback from peers I think is very very helpful mm -hmm. yeah I think we, we see this a lot too in our own jobs right so yeah. just to kind of make it relevant you know a lot of the times when people are doing something new uh, you know we call it on the job training or on the job learning but you can only learn if you're given feedback from either your your peers or from your boss or manager or what have you so I think it's the same process of learning that goes on in medicine you know a lot of the times the paradigms are shifting from one treatment to another and getting feedback is going to be very important to include in, in medical education but that was the emphasis that I saw in the Moore's article um, and beyond that I, I don't know if, if you know you had any other insights from um, Beyond Moore's that that you titled the presentation. <laughs> so um, I, I, I do I actually put I didn't clue in early enough that this was a 15-minute slot, but I did have a whole slide deck. So if anyone's interested, <laughs> I could actually talk for 30 minutes on this. But unfortunately, Mozzie, do you have to? Yeah, I, I do have to hop off the call, but I, I appreciate, you know, having this hangout and, you know, having a quick conversation about this. I think my two cents is if there are any other feedback that the listeners out there want to provide us, um, you know, let us know, but certainly go back to the Moore's article and take a look at it, read it again, and I think you'll be surprised of, of how many, how often the word feedback comes up and in what context. So, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mozzie. Uh -huh. So on that note, so that is something I wanted to point out to everyone that in um, the Journal of Continuing Education, I hope you're all aware that it has the little lessons for practice at the end of every article. If you don't want to read the whole Moore's article, just go back to it and look at the lessons for practice because there, there are some very, very, um, I think it's a surprise, it was certainly surprising to me to revisit it and see how strong these statements were about the importance of feedback. So um, do I have a few more minutes, Derek? Uh, it's up to you. You are doing the next presentation, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do I say on? to take a couple more minutes, uh, and then we'll move on to the next one. Okay. I just wanted just to, to show. Just, just to let you know, once you're done, we're going to close this one down. I'll okay. send you a new link, and we'll do the next one. Okay. So, my apologies for the earlier. No, 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 no. That's fine. Uh, do you want me to bring up the slides? Yeah. So take action. Can we look at that one? Sure, let me uh, bring these up here. 
I have improving impact of education. Keep going. Take action is slide three. Okay. So if you've ever seen a presentation I do, I really try to take the uh, uh, sort of simple, some simple action items. We talk about things, they seem very heady, they're, they're um, almost philosophical sometimes, and yet I think it's important to know that there's easy ways we can start talking about this and implementing these conversations within our own uh, groups. So uh, these are some ideas. These are just a brainstorm that I had. You know, uh, there are four strategies listed in Moore's article, so bring those strategies to your next staff meeting and discuss where you're doing this well and where you could improve. Um, assign someone to be your resident feedback expert and have that person stay abreast of uh, new studies that are done, uh, how people are doing this, have it be a part of their conversations when they go to alliance meetings or as they're meeting auditing programs or meeting with partners. So uh, you could add feedback to your evaluation form or process for reviewing proposals to fund. Um, and you could just make it an organizational goal uh, to understand this component and start becoming, as Chitra said, a, a culture where this permeates the work that you do. So thank you very much. Okay, so just let everyone know, just ignore the schedule, we're just going to go right to the next uh, presentation, which is Heather's coming back again uh, with Leilin Lau. Heather, I'm closing this one down. I will email you a new link uh, to hop on to the next one, all right? Great. All right, thanks, everyone.